This is Hans Finzel. Welcome to the Leadership Answer Man. This is a show for leaders about real-world leadership solutions. Whether you're a seasoned leader or just starting out, I promise to give you practical leadership tips that you can use this week. No matter what your leadership situation is, I can help. Remember that every follower needs a healthy leader. My passion is to help leaders lead more effectively. Welcome to today's show. You're listening to Episode 17, Four Questions That Every Follower Asks. Has this ever happened to you? I'm given a big project to do. I get it done and the boss no longer wants it. They already made a decision to go a different direction but never bothered informing you. Has this ever happened to you? I'm given a big job to do but no authority to make any decisions related to it. How about this? I'm given a big job to do. I turn it in and I get zero feedback about how I did. How about this? I'm not given any clear assignments at my work. Confusion reigns. I have no idea what jobs I'm supposed to do. How about this one? My boss takes all the credit for a big job I did, and nobody knows that I had anything to do with it. I was just talking to a good friend of mine the other day. We were hanging out. Uh, actually, I was in China, and we were on a long walk on a beautiful river. And I was asking him how it was going with uh, you know, his uh, work and uh, relating to his boss. And uh, <laughs> I don't want to give up too much details because I don't want anybody to figure out who this is. But he's kind of frustrated because he said whenever he asked for direction from his supervisor, who, by the way, doesn't really want to be his supervisor, but is his supervisor. And his supervisor is sort of a one-man man who just likes to do his own thing. So whenever my friend asks for direction, here's the two things he's always told. Number one, uh, we'll talk about it later, okay? I'll get back to you on that. Never happens. Number two, uh, which is almost even worse, he says, uh, you know, just just do what you feel needs doing around here. There is so much to do. Whatever you like doing, just have at it. Now, it's kind of a loose nonprofit uh, situation. It's not like a factory where they're producing widgets, but it's a nonprofit, uh, but it's very frustrating. Uh, how would you rate as a boss in terms of your ability to give good instructions as you delegate? If you're a supervisor, you're in charge of anybody or anything, maybe you're a pastor and you're sitting there and you have a board of elders or a board of deacons or a board of trustees, a staff, or uh, you know, you're know you in ministry or say you're in a company, you're in a, a small nonprofit, uh, you are in charge, uh, you're the boss, you're the one people look to. How would people rate you in terms of your ability to give good instructions as you delegate? How would you be rated as a delegator? A 10 would be outstanding. A 1 would be horrible and lousy. Today we're going to talk about four questions that every follower asks. And before I go any further, I'm just going to give you the four questions. What am I supposed to do? Will you let me do it? Will you help me when I need it? And number four, will you tell me how I'm doing? That's really what the show is going to be all about today. We're going to unpack each of these four questions in some detail. According to Dr. Brene Brown that I mentioned a few podcasts ago, she's a researcher uh, down in Texas, and she said the number one reason people quit their jobs, I found this 
fascinating. Uh, wouldn't you think the number one reason would be um, I hate my boss or I don't get paid enough or my commute is too far or it's a toxic environment? You know, I can think of a lot of reasons why uh, people would quit their, or I'm just going to go to a better place. But she says the number one reason people quit their jobs is lack of feedback. Isn't that interesting? Four questions every follower asks. And if we give our followers and the people we supervise these four answers to these four questions, they will enjoy working for us and they will have clarity. Another person that I just love, and, and I'll, this will be the book that I'll recommend today at the end of the show, I always like to give you a, a quote for the show and a book of the show. And the book of the show this week is Patrick Lencioni's Three Signs of a Miserable Job. Love this book. And I just want to, you know, three, what are the three signs? Number one, anonymity. People don't care about me. Uh, number two, irrelevance. My job is meaningless. But number three is immeasurement. And <laughs> I heard him speaking on this and he said, uh, you know, we had to make that word up. It's not really a word, immeasurement, but it's it's am I making any progress or I don't feel I'm being measured. Nobody's giving me a scorecard. And that great book, Three Signs of a Miserable Job, gives answers to those three. But so one of the three signs of a miserable job is in measurement. I don't know how I'm doing. I'm not getting any feedback. I was just teaching on this topic in China recently, and I was surprised because sometimes I wonder, are, are these things that I'm teaching on this uh, podcast very American? Or are they transcultural? Now, I've had a lot of experience overseas. I've been, you know, been to over 100 countries, done a lot of teaching on five continents, and I try to make my leadership teaching principles cross-cultural. It's hard to do. And I've made a study of other cultures as in terms of their paradigm of leadership. In Africa, you got a lot of tribalism. In Asia, you have a lot of kingdoms as well as dictatorships. Uh, in South America, you have just a low power distance and, and a general uh, matriarchal society and a lack of respect for leadership. A lot of interesting dynamics, but uh, we should look for leadership principles that are across cultural lines. And as I was teaching about this very topic of four questions that every follower asks, I was surprised at the connection that my listeners had with this list of these four. They totally agreed and totally got this and embraced this. So let's let's unpack these four questions that every follower asks. Number one, what am I supposed to do? Let's talk about that. Good delegation starts with a clarity of assignment. How do you do this? Well, let me give you an example. Uh, just this week, my son Andrew, who lives with us, uh, he's a graduate of Biola University. A shout out to Biola, great school, a business graduate. He's got a great job. You know, <laughs> we raise our children to fly like eagles, don't we? But uh, they tend to be homing pigeons. <laughs> and I heard a statistic the other day that over 30% of college graduates today are living with their parents. Now, uh, we love having Andrew around. We travel a lot. He takes care of our home when we're away. He's got a great job, so he's not a financial burden. And he's just fun to be with. But he also happens to be a killer graphic artist and an amazing web programmer and uh, web coder. And uh, so his whole world is, is web technology, 
web marketing and design, even though that's not what he graduated in. He graduated in business, and his passion is to be a, an entrepreneur, and he's part of a cool entrepreneurial startup company here in Colorado. But all that to say, I have a graphic artist and a web programmer who lives in my house, and so what do I do? Well, if I have an urgent need like I did the other night, I go to Andrew and ask for his help. He helped me with some programming changes on uh, one of my websites, hansfinzel.com, and I needed a new business card for an event I'm going to uh, next week. So here's the job. What am I supposed to do? So I sat down with Andrew, and here's what we discussed. He wanted to know, what do you have in mind? Uh, what is the time frame? When do you need this by? <laughs> in this case, I needed it immediately. <laughs> but sometimes I give him, you know, tasks and I'll say, okay, I need this in a week. And he's really great about that. But uh, then he asks the question, you know, how much time do you want me to spend on it? Uh, how, and then he asks another question, how much money do you want to spend? Really important. And then what are the basic ingredients? What is your vision? Tell me what you have in mind. And so that all answers the question, what am I supposed to do? And it's really important when we delegate work that we do sit down with people and clearly outline what it is we want. Now, you notice the second question which feeds into this is, will you let me do it? It's so important that we don't tell people how to do the job. We tell them what we want. We give them as much clarity, paint the picture. So the second question every follower asks is, will you let me do it? Of course, now, in this case of Andrew, let's continue this illustration now. Of course, now, he has a better eye than I do for graphics, even though I have a lot of graphic art skill. He is a much better skilled at that. He's an absolute wizard with Photoshop, and he's young. He's 25 years old. And those are three reasons why I'm going to listen to him, and I'm going to let him do it. He has a better eye for it. He's got the skill for it, and he's got the age. Because as I'm handing out business cards at a big convention. And of course, my interest and passion is uh, helping young leaders uh, lead better. And uh, my passion is to help uh, young leaders take their leadership to the next level. And so obviously, I want a business, you know, business cards are, are kind of passe. But the only reason I like to give them out is for my basic content, uh, you know, my contact information and my website addresses and trying to get people to, you know, listen to my podcast. But, you know, Business cards, yeah, people still use business cards, but I want young people to like the cards I give them, say, oh, that's that's cool. So will you let me do it? That's a very important question that every follower asks. And what's the answer to that? Yes, please let me do it. Don't micromanage me. Don't look over my shoulder every second and correct me and tell me how to do the job. Give me some time. Give me some space. And then let me do it. And before I'm done, I promise I'll get back to you. And that's, I mean, in a minute, I'm going to get into some reasons why people don't uh, do a good job at this. But uh, we have to give people the freedom at this point. So the first question, what am I supposed to do? And the answer is give them clarity, give them your vision, build the picture of what, what it is you need and when you need it by and, and how much you're going to spend and how much time you want them and the basic ingredients. Number two, will you let me do it? Number three, this is good. Will you help me when I need it? Let's talk about this. This is mentoring. This is discipleship. Here's Second Timothy 2, 1 and 2. You then, my son, be strong the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you've heard from me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust the reliable men 
and women, I would add, who will also be qualified to teach others also. You know, that's building into other people. And and the question, will you help me when I need it, is all about mentoring and preparing others to lead. Uh, Years ago, we had a leader in our organization that I... um, was overseeing for 20 years. And he always said, you know, every one of us have a job to work ourselves out of a job. Now we were working overseas in missions and ministry with the nationals all over the world. And, and the end game is also to, it was always, whether we were working in France or Uganda or Taiwan or Argentina is to build into local leaders and to work ourselves out of a job. Will you Help me when I need it is all about empowering and enabling people and mentoring and disciple them along the way. They want to know if I if I get stuck, can I come to you for some help? I don't want you to tell me how to do this, but I need to know you're available. And and sometimes supervisors just you know, they'll be great at giving people instructions, but then boom, you know, don't talk to me about it. Don't come back to me until you're absolutely finished. Well, what's the problem with that? Well, it, the guy, you know, they may be halfway, she might be halfway through the assignment and she's taken off in a wrong direction and she may spend hours, days or weeks going in a wrong direction with a little conversation that could have been corrected. So these are mid-course corrections along the way, just like an airplane who's flying from point A to point B. Uh, The GPS is guiding them, and constantly there are mid-course adjustments and corrections. Will you help me when I need it? Finally, the fourth question is, will you tell me how I'm doing? Again, this is the feedback issue, which is so very important. Uh, There are really two tasks here when it comes to, will you tell me how I'm doing? One is negative and one is positive. One is correction and one is affirmation, and both are important. If you're not doing a good job or you're, you're not getting it done or you're not getting it done on time or you're spending too much money or the work is inferior, well, all that would be related to correction. You know, we need to get back on track. We need to get back on time. We need to do a better job, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, affirmation is uh, is the is the positive side. And I've done a whole podcast on is affirmation a part of your leadership arsenal. I highly recommend you listen to that. In the case of Andrew, we sat and we tweaked and I listened to him and he listened to me. And before you know it, zap, in about an hour, the job was done. And it was beautiful. And I gave him an amazing kudos and thanks for a job well done. He always does an amazing job. And we like to feed him some really great meals around the house here (laughs) as as our way of thanking him for these projects he does for us. Will you tell me how I'm doing? And don't fall into the trap of only giving positive praise and affirmation and never giving correction. You know, I struggle with this because I love to give people good news and I hate to give people bad news. But one of the signs of a great leader is you're willing to give people the good news as well as the bad news. People want to know, will you tell me how I'm doing? So the four questions every follower asks, what am I supposed to do? Will you let me do it? Will you help me when I need it? And will you tell me how I'm doing? Now, why is it that a lot of leaders and supervisors and managers don't do this? Well, before I give you that list, I just want to ask you, if you like my podcast, I would consider it a huge favor. Since this is free to you, if you'd go into the iTunes stores and follow three simple steps in iTunes, search for leadershipanswerman.com. Number two, 
subscribe to the show, even if you've already subscribed, just hit subscribe again and then give me a five-star rating. If you would do that, you don't know how much that helps uh, increase the visibility of the show. And I just want more people to listen. It's free and, and my desire. If you could help me get more people to listen, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. So why does a lot of supervisors, leaders, managers, pastors not do this? Well, they fear losing authority. Uh, they fear the work will be done poorly. Some people fear the work will be done better and it's going to make them look bad. It's, it's a sad reality, but some people are threatened by the limelight, the spotlight shining on other people. I mean, that's total egotism and that's narcissism. But unfortunately, some people get wrapped up and they only want the spotlight to shine on them. Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> Unwillingness to take the necessary time. You know, it does take more time to delegate than to do jobs yourself. You know what I've observed? The more gifted a person is and the more wide that gifting is, the harder it is for them to delegate. If you're the kind of person that can do a lot of things well, you probably have a hard time delegating and you just soon do it yourself. It takes more time. But you know what? To, again, the ultimate end game in leadership is to develop other leaders. And the ultimate end game in ministry is to develop disciples and to develop others, to, to multiply our efforts through others. It does take time, but it's the end game. Fear of depending on others. That's another reason why uh, some people don't do this well. They don't want to depend on anybody. And, you know, and I struggle with that because I'm pure German. I'm very independent and, and I don't like to depend on others, but that's what teamwork is all about. Uh, sometimes this lack of just good training, the kind of training I'm giving you today, or a lack of a positive experience themselves. They've never experienced being on the receiving end of good delegation, so they don't know how to give it out well. Fear of losing value in the organization. That's I've kind of touched on that already when you feel like, you know, if everybody else does a work, then what value do I have? Well, your value is your leadership, just helping the whole thing run and keeping all the moving parts moving. And finally, control freaks. You know, blessed are the control freaks, for they shall inhibit the earth. And get over it. Quit doing that. Stop it. Okay. Four questions. What is the best way to delegate? Now, to answer those questions in the right way. Uh, here's just my little list. Uh, give the assignment. Give the authority. Hold them accountable. Give them affirmation. And give them gentle correction when they need it. Finally, just I want to leave you with what I call five key ingredients for being a great leader of others in your delegation. Number one, have faith in the one to whom you delegate. And if you don't have faith in them, then why are you working with them? Maybe they need to get off the bus because you need to trust the people that you delegate to. Number two, release the desire to do a better job yourself. You know, people don't need to do it your way. And again, the way you develop people and develop others and develop the leaders around you is to release the desire to do it better yourself and to empower them to grow in their leadership. Number three, relax from the obsession that it has to be done your way. Number four, practice patience. 
in the desire to do it faster yourself. Because again, you know, I'm, I understand how sometimes we think, you know, if I can do this in like a couple of hours, but if I delegate this to somebody, I have to wait four days to get this back. Well, that's the price of doing good delegation. It's the price of leadership. It's the price of working with a team, but that's how you develop other people. And that's always our end game to help other people take their leadership to the next level. And finally, the fifth key ingredient for being a great leader of others and delegation, vision to develop others by delegating. Understand that when you are delegating well, you are actually developing other people, other leaders. Well, let me leave you with this quote of the show today uh, from Theodore Roosevelt. The best leader is the one who has the sense enough to pick good men and women to do what he wants done and self-restraint enough to keep from meddling with them while they do it. Teddy Roosevelt. And again, all these notes are on my uh, show notes on leadershipanswerman.com. So go there. You can find them. The book, again, of the show that I would like to recommend to you today is Patrick Lencioni, The Three Signs of a Miserable Job. And remember, always take your leadership to the next level. This has been Hans Finzel. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Answer Man. Remember that leaders make great things happen. Please send me your leadership questions that I can answer on a future podcast. And I would love to have you sign up for my email updates at leadershipanswerman.com. Remember that every follower needs a healthy leader. Keep listening and learning and go out there and make a difference with your leadership.